This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. At Zenny, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenny, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Prode here, presenting to you yet another episode of Radio Techers. And on this special episode, uh, Mags and I break down the Merseyside Derby and all of the controversy that goes into it. Uh, I'm not a particularly happy person with the results, uh, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, we break... Uh, we break down all the news and all the controversy surrounding that game, as well as give you some more insights into the Manchester City Arsenal game, uh, Manchester United's response to last week's defeat at the hands of Spurs, as well as uh, Chelsea uh, seemingly unable uh, to really take advantage of a what should have been a dominating victory against Southampton. Uh, so yes, you get all of the news and, and more here. So make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, or anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. If you haven't done so already, check out Shooting the Sports-ish on YouTube. You can actually see a video version of this podcast. So you can see actually myself and Mags in the flesh. So make sure to definitely do that as well. In addition to that, uh, we want to thank our partners at Shooting the Sports-ish as well as Visionary, uh, Visionary's Global Media uh, for uh, also releasing this podcast. Uh, that being said, uh, we hope you enjoy, enjoy today's show. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching, uh, if you go and watch the video on YouTube uh, for Radio Techers, make sure to subscribe and hit the bell for notifications as well. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. And with that being said, enjoy today's show. Welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I'm, of course, the angry Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me here, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, my good friend and yours, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm excited, tired, but excited to hear this rant that, uh, <laughs> that we're going to build up to. Well, we're gonna we're gonna build up to it. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of implications here. There's even breaking news as of the time of this recording. We're get, we're, we're we're talking, of course, about the Merseyside Derby and all of the the fun violence that happened yesterday. It was uh, it was intense, man. It was it was intense. Um, I'm going to let my feelings known. Um, y- you have called me in the past uh, somewhat placid. Maybe maybe Mister Freeze is is maybe more 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 accurate. It's because I, I I really don't tend to 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 lose my cool, but 
But today might be a different day. Uh, today might be a little bit different than normal. And maybe you guys will like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I am all about it. I can't wait. <laughs> well, let's, um, uh, as, as we would in a pro wrestling show, let, let's build this card up here uh, to the main event. Uh, and, and I guess we can, we can talk about, um, I think you wanted to talk about Manchester City versus Arsenal first here, Mags. Yeah. The curtain jerkers. The, the curtain jerkers, for sure. Um, Mags, I had a lot of very high expectations for this game. I even saved a Kota Ibushi meme of him saying, I am God, uh, to, to use for Mikel Arteta. Um, but I never got the opportunity to use that because this game was uh, somewhat of a slog. Yeah, it, but it was uh, two teams who, who have certainly had better performances, uh, but... A, a good victory against uh, against a, a very strong Arsenal side for for City. Um, it's just Arsenal seem to really struggle against top six teams. Um, yeah, it, it it was not the best match to, to watch. Uh, I think Edison had a great performance. He kept Arsenal at bay uh, quite a few times. Um, the the main talking points, obviously, the goal from from Sterling, brilliant work from uh, Mares. I think Mares had an outstanding uh, first half, certainly, and then Phil Ford and kind of like took over in the second half. Um, but the, I'd say the biggest issue was uh, should Kyle Walker have been sent off for that uh, for that uh, jumping kick? Uh, for me, I believe he should have done. It, it looked very very dangerous. He was having to to reach very high for that ball um, and very close to making contact. I think he should have been off. I agree, actually. Uh, uh, and I think that would have definitely changed the uh, the complexion of the game in a pretty large mm-hmm. way because Arsenal, as, as timid and as toothless as Arsenal seemed at times, I think that they... Both Arsenal and uh, Manchester City tried to control the possession and 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 weren't very um, they, they weren't very forthright in trying to to apply mm-hmm. defense right um, yeah. it, so it was just like a matter of okay who has possession who has possession now okay well there, now there's a foul now you have possession and it's just kind of mm-hmm. going back and forth like that there was not really any kind of rhyme or reason to it it seemed um, but yeah had. Had the sending off occurred, I think Arsenal probably would have actually come away with at least a draw, if not a, an outright win. Um, this seemed like a much slower version of the Leeds game that Manchester City had. Um, I think Leeds were more willing to put City to the sword, and Arsenal mm-hmm. seemed more than pleased with just trying to play with City. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, th- that's not to say Arsenal didn't have chances. Uh, this right. I think they they had uh, eleven chances total, um, uh, three of them on target, and three stellar saved from uh, from Edison. The the one from uh, Abamyang near the end was was really good, and the one from Saka as well was a uh, was a quality save. But yeah, it was just uh, I think um, City just didn't f- feel the same kind of uh, team with uh, without uh, De Bruyne. Uh, they had um, Sterling up front as the lone striker. Uh, then, obviously, when uh, Aguero come on the pitch, uh, then he uh, he kind of caught a controversy when he uh, he uh, argued with uh, with the landsman, uh, landswoman, should I say, and uh, put his arm on his shoulder. And uh, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of talk about that whether he he should have uh, he should have been sent off for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that 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 could even face retrospective uh, kind mm-hmm. of uh, a punishment for that. Um, it's, it's very lightly. Yeah, it's it, you you cannot do that. You 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 just can't do that. That's that's it's just mm-hmm. wrong on so many levels. Um, it's it's it is an interesting game because considering again the the shots on target here you you had just mentioned here the stats line here thirteen shots to for Manchester City eleven shots for Arsenal uh, only five of those shots were on target for City and only three were on on, on target for Arsenal so they they were both um, I mean they were willing to take shots but nobody seemed to want to actually score anything. Um, mm-hmm. There was again. This was again a game full of fouls. Ten fouls for Arsenal, fifteen for City. Um, Mags, you did bring up the point about Kevin De Bruyne, and I, I had mentioned on the previous episode that Kevin De Bruyne really is uh, the engine at the heart of Manchester yeah. City's team. Um, how 
I guess how how can City continue to, like uh, to to can City even pick up more victories like this? Because uh, it seemed like it like there was a lot of glaring holes that Arsenal just weren't willing to take advantage of. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's uh, one of the, the the things about City. They're always able to kind of grind out victories, even when they're not pl- uh, playing particularly well. Whether that's kind of like teams are scared of the the huge names that uh, are on the pitch, or I don't know. But I, th- I think the, the sooner that they can get uh, De Bruyne back, uh, the better for City because he is the linchpin of the team. He's he's the the player that all the play goes uh, through. He he kind of lifts all the rest of the squad when he's on the pitch. So uh, yeah, for for me, the the quicker they can get him back uh, on the pitch, uh, the more likely they'll get to the City that we've we've seen over the last four or five years. Indeed, indeed. I I thought that this was a. Uh... This again was, it was fine if you are one who likes to watch, you know, I guess pretty passages of play. That's exactly what we got out of the goal. Um, but I mean, I I would not be like, hey, let me go ahead and rewatch this game just for sheer enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and especially when you compare it to some of the games we've had this season, uh, it's it it just doesn't stand up uh, at all. Uh, so even some of the games that they they played on the exact same day, it just doesn't stand up for for excitement. So yeah, so City will be happy with the three points, but I dare say both teams will be quite unhappy with the performance. Well, and that's kind of what I was about to ask too. Is I, I guess how should Arsenal fans? feel at this time because I mean they they've been performing very admirably uh, but it doesn't seem as though you know I mean that they've now dropped points to City they they previously dropped points to Liverpool this was a this was an Arsenal team that showed a lot of promise um, but right now they're they're currently sitting outside the top four yet again mm-hmm. they they need to break this uh this duck of of, uh, of winning against big six opponents. I think it's 29 away games against big six uh, opponents that since they've last won, which uh, was against Sitter uh, in January of 2015. It's just a, a shocking record. Um, and and like you said, they, they have played well. They've had uh, they've had uh, periods in this season so far where they've they've looked like a, a team full of like buzz and full of like uh, excitement, but. Yeah, it's just they they need to get over this hump of of struggling against the top six teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would absolutely agree. Um, again, the talent is there. It's just a matter of can they take advantage of it? Can can they can they take advantage of the situations that they have? And they had plenty of opportunities to beat City yesterday. They really mm-hmm. really did. Uh, but it was a beautifully put together and well structured goal that led City to victory very early on in the game. Um, again, I think that we might be looking at a, a retrospective ban here for uh, Sergio Aguero. Um, yeah. I would not be surprised. I mean that that GIF, the the video clip of of him uh, making contact with that referee after the game. Um, I'm not quite sure what her name is, but it it's been all around Twitter. Uh, it is it is no secret, <laughs> you know. Uh, at, at this point, it's going to be very uh, difficult for C to continue uh, without him. I think at least for yeah, a, a short term. And fair play to her for for brushing it off the way she did. She didn't uh, she didn't give him any kind of like um, reason to to think that she was making a big deal about about it. She just went on and got on a, on with her job, and uh, she'll just uh, let the the FA um, deal with it how they see fit. Absolutely, yeah, no, um, yeah, definitely fair play to her, and and you know I, that that was that was certainly the right thing to do because yeah, the FA is going to look at that, and I have a particular feeling that they're going to make an example out of Sergio Aguero here because mm-hmm. uh, you just cannot behave like that. Yeah. Um, we had uh, we're going to move on here. Uh, <laughs> we had previously witnessed um, Manchester United get absolutely humbled. Uh, by uh, a a Tottenham Hotspur team who is in pretty great shape right now, uh, all things considered. Um, but uh, it seems as though Manchester United came out and was very ready uh, to respond uh, and picked up a 4-1 victory over Newcastle United uh, just yesterday, Mags. Um, mm-hmm. I'll ask the obvious question. Is this the response that United needed here? <laughs> 
they they definitely needed it. I think they left it very late in the game to to put the the match to bed. Uh, started off just as pretty much as the the end of the Tottenham game uh, on the back foot within two minutes. Uh, Luke Shaw not having a, a good time in defence, uh, putting the ball uh, into his own net. Um, I was really happy for Harry Maguire to to get on the score sheet. I think he's had a torrid uh, few weeks and very brave him to even be in this match considering what happened with uh, with England and the kind of pressure he's been put under. But um, he did well to, to um, score the header. Uh, and then it was kind of uh, Man United versus Carl Darlow. <laughs> Uh, the guy who I picked as uh, as arguably the best keeper in the in the Premier League this season, and he absolutely showed it. He had an absolutely brilliant game, both him and De Gea. To be fair, De Gea made some uh, amazing saves, uh, but yeah, it then uh, was left till till the last five minutes or so of the game. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, who'd earlier missed a penalty uh, with a, a, a lovely curling shot from from uh, the edge of the six-yard box into the top corner. Wan Basak again is his first ever Man United goal. I think that was in his his fiftieth game as well, or something like that. And then uh, obviously Rashford finishing it off with a with a, a glorious finish. And I think the the result flatters Man United. I think uh, Newcastle. Played a lot better than four one suggests, but this will uh, will certainly it'll certainly please Ole, who's had a lot of pressure on him, especially after the the the, the god awful transfer window, um, the the struggles that they had gaining players. I think this will kind of like settle those nerves a little bit. Well, that and and United left this game very, very, very late in terms of picking up the mm-hmm. victory. I mean, it was only by the 86th minute that they actually, um, you know, were were on the up uh, from 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 what would have been otherwise a draw, and then they scored two more goals in extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. Uh, I mean, it, it it was a valid response. I'm looking at the stats line here, though, and it's kind of crazy. Obviously, I don't expect great offensive stats from Newcastle United. Seven shots on target, uh, seven shots in total, four of which were on target. Um, Manchester United, 28 shots on target. That's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of shots. Uh, uh, 14 of which were on target. Um, United obviously outpossessed. Uh, Newcastle United, which I think is is the trend. I think you, I think Newcastle United is probably the the the, the team that seeds possession the most uh, currently in the Premier League. Um, I could be wrong on that, but uh, last I checked, it seems as though the the most teams do hold over sixty percent possession against uh, <laughs> Newcastle United. Um, uh, let's see here, almost double the amount of passes. It's just a, a ridiculous game on on Manchester United's part. But again, they left it awfully late here, Mags. Um, yeah. What did Manchester United, I guess, do differently to actually pick up the victory here compared to maybe weeks before? I think it, it for me the 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 difference was was allowing uh, Bruno Fernandez to to run the game. Uh, Everything that that Man United did well went through Bruno Fernandes and and uh, and and then through Rashford. Um, so I think it was just letting him have the confidence um, to to just uh, control the game from the middle of the park. I, I don't think it it did Man United um, too bad. The fact that that uh, Newcastle weren't as as uh, offensively minded as as the teams that they've faced so far. They, like you said, they they give away possession and Man United are a team that thrives with possession football. They they like to um to be in control of the game uh, in terms of possession. So it was almost like the hand was uh, was perfectly played for for uh, Man United to to pick up the victory. But uh you you mentioned in the stats about uh, having fourteen shots on target and now to ha- only have four goals, I, I think that that kind of cements the fact that Darlow is is an absolute star in the in the Newcastle goal. The fact he made ten clear saves, and this this match could have been an absolute uh, whitewash of a scoreline if it wasn't for him. Uh, so, like I said, I think the the scoreline is very flattering towards uh, Man United in in terms of four one. I think Newcastle played a lot better than this suggests. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, and it seems as though United 
they 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 started without Pogba. They started out out uh, without Van de Beek. They they actually put out Juan Mata out onto the field and uh, who played amazing. He, I thought he had a really good game. He did, and 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 one could be almost. Um, I, I mean, one could be forgiven, certainly, for forgetting that Juan Mata is even on their roster, um, just because they, they seldom play him. But he seemed somewhat crucial in kind of unlocking some of the, the bits and pieces that weren't necessarily um, obvious uh, for games previously with United. Um, obviously, I mean, looking here at the lineup line, I mean, you did have Rashford playing up front, uh, James out on uh, the, the wide position opposite of Mata. Uh, but then you had Fred and McTominay right in the center of, 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 of the park for United. Um, definitely not a, a conventional... Um, United approach by just fielding the stars, Mags. I mean, is no, this what United um, have always needed? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think bringing Juan Mata in is uh, it kind of just shows up that that midfield. It's it's, it's all well and good having uh, huge names like um, uh, Van der Beek or um, or Pogba, but Pogba's obviously had his 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 eyes turned by Real Madrid, so he, maybe his mind was not in the game. Uh, Van der Beek, is, and we've spoke about this, is an immense talent, but is maybe not the kind of player that Man United actually needed. Uh, whereas Mata is 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 almost like a utility player. You can play him as a as a, a kind of like a, a deep line playmaker, or you can have him uh, as a support for the attack. Uh, he can. It, is the epitome of a box-to-box kind of midfielder, uh, and the fact that he loves playing against uh, Newcastle. I think he's been involved in nine goals against Newcastle in in the Premier League, uh, wow. which is more than he's been involved with against any other club. So he he obviously thrives against Newcastle. So it, it absolutely made sense for him to to uh, play, and and he did make a, a huge impact. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure, I, I I like what I saw um, f- from from both teams really, uh, but I do think that this is the response that United really really needed, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, I mean who would have thought it? Actually playing to the strengths of your team earns you a victory. <laughs> yeah, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move along uh, to uh, Chelsea versus Southampton. Uh, Chelsea. Got their uh, their two brand new Germans in, and and both were cleaning up play against Southampton, but that wasn't enough to pick up a victory here. Three three draw with Southampton here for Chelsea. Um, Mags, I'm baffled by this Chelsea team. I, mm. I mean, I mean, I I really like what I see, and then any time that Keppa is on the field in between the sticks. I, I like I can sense the the shivers running down Chelsea fan spines worldwide. Yeah, he 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 makes you worry as a player. <laughs> uh, if if you were part of a a defensive lineup and you had Kepper at the at, uh, in the goal, you would panic. And that's what happens with Chelsea. They they know that they they have to cover for Kepper, which you shouldn't have to do with keeper. They they should be the one that that's uh, controlling the defense, and he just doesn't seem to have that. Uh, a great game for for Timo Werner. Uh, he he. Sh- Possibly should have had a hat trick, uh, but once uh, the the first goal was disallowed, he weren't messing about for the second one. The way he kind of uh, sold the dummy and and uh, ran on, he was not for wanting to pass that ball in that for that first goal. Took on, I think there was five defenders altogether uh, before he slotted it home. Uh, the second goal was was just as good. A beautiful long ball by uh, uh, Jorginho to to find him. The a slight suspicion that he kind of handballed it in control. I think it came off his bicep, uh, but the way he dinked it over the keeper and and then followed up with the header, well played. Uh, Ings pulling the the goal back and then uh, calamity Kepper. Uh, well, calamity everything for for uh, uh, for Chelsea. Uh, poor back pass from Zuma. Poor uh, poor coming out for the ball by Kepper. The ball hitting the post, coming back out to Adams for the equaliser, and and then Werner showing not only is he uh, a goal scorer, but he's also a provider with that uh, with that FIFA twenty one style Jew goal where he passed it across the keeper. Um, but then, yeah, right at the death again, Walcott with the with the free kick. 
Vestergaard with the the little chip in um, from uh, well the little deflection from the header and yeah Chelsea drop points again. Uh, Frank Lampard must be pulling his hair out because it's just his defence letting his team down time and time again. Well, and it, and and you look at the lineup, right? You look at Azpilicueta, winner, serial winner, uh, great pedigree for a player, uh, can play excellently at center back or at fullback position. Uh, mm-hmm. Christensen, tons of potential. Zuma, tons of potential. Bo- both players very physical. They will get in your face. They can be mean, uh, but at the same time, they've been very very passive. Um, mm-hmm. Chilwell, who, um, I mean, he's been really kind of the bright spot of things lately. Um, I mean, he, I mean, he did very, very well, but picked up a, a yellow card. Um, I mean, you've got Conte, uh, who is next to Jorginho and it, it looks good. It, it, it really does. But I, I feel like he, like something's just not clicking here with, with any part of that defense. The attack looks brilliant. But but what what can Frank Lampard do to fix this defense? Does he just not play Keppa? <laughs> yeah, play Willie Caballero. <laughs> and it, I I think it is a case of that the defense are not confident when they've got Keppa in in the in the sticks. Uh, on the B, uh, BBC Sport uh, website, he's got by far the lowest rating of of a two point nine, which. Yeah, if you want to be challenging for for honours this season, Kepper needs to be far out away from that pitch. He's just he doesn't have the confidence uh, that you need uh, from from your keeper. And when you've got the likes of uh, Aspilaqueta and and Zuma and Christensen really struggling because they, they have no faith in the goalkeeper, you are going to lead goals, unfortunately. And and that's that's what's happening. Uh, yeah, I'd, I would get Mendy back if he's fit. If not, I'd pl- I'd play Caballero. Where is Mendy? Like, like, he, is there any reason why they haven't been playing? Yeah, I, th- I think he had a thigh injury. Okay. Ow. Okay. Because uh, because I was looking at the team sheets yesterday, and I was I'm looking at it again today, and I'm seeing Cab- uh, Caballero is is in there, um, but it's like you went and spent all this money and picking up a new goalkeeper. Where is I, it? I, I don't I don't think it's a long term injury. I think it was just like a a, a tweak. Okay. Uh, I think he'll be back for the midweek match. Okay. Okay. Well, and that's right. We do have Champions League coming up on Wednesday, mm-hmm. so that should be a lot of fun. Um, we'll, we'll see how that works out for for everybody involved. Um, let me see here, um, Mags. We got to see, like I said, a really great performance here, at least by Chelsea's attack. Christian Pulisic, uh, uh, Mount. Uh, uh, Mount and Pulisic were, were excellent on the wings. Ha- Havertz played extremely well through the middle, along with Werner. Um, I, I guess is, is this what Chelsea should be looking like going forward, as far as their attack is concerned, uh, or is I mean, I mean, because I'm looking here and you still got Giroud on the on uh, the bench. You've got Zayek, who he should be making his, you know, uh, he, he should be getting minutes. You got Tammy Abraham. Chelsea has a lot of, of of really great options here, Mags. Yeah, and it it just shows how good uh, and how much faith they've got in uh, in Mason Mount that he's keeping out somebody of the quality of of, uh, of Zayek. Um, you 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 play the informed players and uh, Werner, Havertz, uh, Mount, and Pulisic are absolutely uh, running rings around uh, around defenses right now. So I don't see any reason to change him unless you you want to keep him uh, fit for the bigger games. Uh, but yeah, uh, Havertz, I'm 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 glad that he's kind of like uh, starting to to kick on now. There were a lot of uh, pressure on him after the first few games where he he didn't have the best of starts. So it's good to see him uh, get his name on the score sheet, get a little bit of a a little bit of kind of like. Um, proud of, of himself, but for me, it, it's Werner. Werner just absolutely ruled this game uh, against uh, Southampton. He, he, whenever he was on the ball, 
you knew that something was going to happen. He had a he had a, an outstanding game. Just the the intelligence he's got as a player is just absolutely phenomenal. And for someone who was calling him a flat track bully at the beginning of the season, I think uh, it's time that you ate crow there, Mister Tanner. Not just yet, because this is still a very <laughs> a, a, a very unconvincing Southampton team. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, it took him this long to actually get on the scoring sheet, and it was to Saints. Uh, and where, where do the Saints find themselves in the lineup uh, as far as the standings go? Let's see. Southampton is currently uh, 11th. So they're bottom half of the table. Not good enough, Max. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad Everton screwed you over then. Okay, so I guess let's talk about it, Mags. <laughs> let's talk about Everton and Liverpool. Um, so uh, m- maybe I should let you 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 st- t- start, and and I will figure out where we go from here because I, I I need to find a place maybe where we can concentrate my anger from, uh, because so much. So much went wrong for Liverpool in this game. Um, I, I actually find myself more angry about this game than I did about the Aston Villa game. And it's and 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 when I say that so much went wrong for Liverpool, it's not that. Uh, let me rephrase this: Liverpool deserved to lose against Aston Villa. Liverpool absolutely deserved to get their heads kicked in, and it was the reality check that they needed. Yep. If you look at the first 10 minutes of how Liverpool played against Everton before the worst challenge I've seen in years, uh, you would say that they they took the lesson that they learned and actually implemented a plan. They had mm-hmm. Matip back, who was very, very, uh, who, who looked very, very good all throughout the game. He Van Dyke seemed comfortable. Uh, even Adrian was like, oh, thank goodness, I've got two experienced center backs that I can work with here. They seem to be communicating. And and then and then everything seemed to go against Liverpool, including the refereeing and VAR. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, I think... <laughs> I think Liverpool started really brightly. The 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 I think was it three minutes that that Salah uh, that uh, Mane scored uh, a yep. really really good finish. But yeah, the turning point was was a few minutes after when uh, first of all the the challenge from Pickford is. Uh, I was speaking to you before uh, we started recording. It was very reminiscent of, uh, of the 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 Peter Schmeichel challenge on David Boost, and and I was telling you that that ended David Bruce's career as a footballer and this give me those kind of those kind of concerns though the way he dived in feet first wrapped his legs around um, around Van Dyke it's absolutely horrific and then for there to be no action from either VAR or the referee on that because uh, it was it was called for offside. That's disgusting. In in, in any other uh, season without VAR, Pickford would have been given his marching orders for that alone. The fact that that referees can't use common sense and 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 say that that was a that was a dangerous challenge. It it's just it makes VAR a joke. I mean, we've spoke about VAR. And it's positives. It's it's really kind of added to the game, but this negates all the positives that that uh, that VAR brings. And not only that, later in the game, it it kind of rears its ugly head again and and kind of compounds Liverpool's misery. Well, yeah, and and let's 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 talk about that challenge, right? If you haven't seen the pictures of uh, there, there's a lot of uh, screenshots and stills of the challenge that Jordan Pickford uh, made on Virgil Van Dyke. You can find those pretty easily online if you really want to upset yourself mm-hmm. and actually see something uh, rather gross. I'll be honest with you, um, Mags. Uh, obviously, you, you're you're a huge MMA fan. You 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 do five rounds podcast here on shooting the sports ish. Um, I'm a very much a casual MMA fan, but I, I, I know enough to where there has been um, debate for years and years and years about John Jones using those kicks to the knee, right? The obliques. The, the yeah. oblique kicks and how unfair that those are and how possibly those should be uh, taken out, how, how those should be, be banned. Um, 
we're talking about uh, with MMA. We're talking about a sport where where you are supposed to be hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we saw here is that exact same area of the knee within around the ACL. But Pickford, instead of doing what John Jones does and went with the legs, he he, he wrapped his whole body around Van Dyke's knees. Yep. It was disgusting. He went in pelvis first, basically, and mm-hmm. completely took him out. Yeah, um, and, I, and I would not. I think it's a season-ending tackle from uh, the reports that that I've that I've, I've seen. Uh, yeah, he, if he doesn't get any sort of uh, retroactive punishment for this, I'll be absolutely shocked because yeah, it, it was horrific that that not only did the tackle happen, but he was allowed to stay on the pitch with with no uh, reprimanding at all from the referee or from VAR. Yeah, so it's a, a it's a black eye uh, for VAR for me with, with this decision. Yes, as of uh, time of recording here, the breaking no- news is Van Dyke has ACL damage, no timetable for return. This wow. this could easily be the end of his season already. We're only five games in, but an ACL... ACL damage is not good. That that is that is probably mm-hmm. minimum six to eight months of, of recuperation. Yeah. Um, so so the the best defender in the world today is now probably out for the rest of the season. Yeah, and and and, and I agree with you in that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would be I would be quite surprised uh, uh, if if Pickford does not face a retroactive uh, suspension. Uh, uh, Mags has some some Ric Flair there going on. Um, <laughs> that that may be for later on. <laughs> that may be for later on. Um, yeah, Liverpool will be seeking, um, uh, I, I guess, a hearing based on yesterday's results about why yeah. there was not a sending off. Why you know what the angle was for the offsides that we'll talk about later on here in just a few moments, um, uh, and, and kind of all this decision making because it seems like it was a failure on all fronts. Uh, between uh, Everton playing extremely dangerously, the referees mm-hmm. not making good, obvious decisions, and VAR kind of just ruining any kind of bright spots that Liverpool would have in any kind of realistic... Uh, they, 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 VAR basically screwed Liverpool out of winning that game. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And even though... Uh, I do revel in your in your pain. Uh, I have to agree with you that, that VAR has has screwed Liverpool. It, it's a varse, really. A varse is what we're going to call it. Um, Liverpool screwed Liverpool. <laughs> no, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean. Pickford Pickford isn't even class enough to like fold Van Dyke's clothes like and he single-handedly has taken Van Dyke out of this game uh and and out for the season. This has completely changed the complexion of of the title race here. I mean, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. Liverpool should be counted out um by any stretch of the imagination. They still have a very very tough squad, but now you're looking at a Liverpool team who is without Allison and who is without Van Dyke. So so I mean, basically two vital components of the spine of that team gone uh Richarlson, the, the, the two most vital components of, of your defense exactly exactly uh and then and then Richarlson takes out uh, uh tiago alcantara in what is probably the the second worst challenge that i've seen in years uh, uh ne- next to the i mean before we get to that one though we'll uh, yeah. we'll just go let's, through let's, this the, let's, the let's rest talk... of the happenings of the game yeah, so everton equalized from a, uh, a rodriguez <laughs> corner um which uh, was met by the head of michael Keane. to be fair rodriguez was absolutely outstanding again he had a great game uh and then um just uh i think it was 18 minutes uh left of the of the 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 game when we saw Salah with one of the better finishers that i've seen uh this season just the the that was the sign of a striker in form the way he just First time hit, snapshot, had no time to to, to even realise the ball was coming to him and he, and he swung at it and a perfectly placed goal to, to give Liverpool the lead again. And then uh, the big guy, 
Dominic Calvert-Lewin, again, the first Everton player in nearly uh, 80 years to score in the first five games of, of a season uh, to, to level it up. Um, and, and then let's talk about the the, the two uh, the two incidents that basically robbed Liverpool of the win. Uh, Richarlison, uh, wow. Wow. That was a disgusting tackle. Uh, yeah. On to the player who is probably. I mean, I, I, I'll tip my hand here. Thiago Alcantara is my player of the week, right? Like, like we'll, 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 we'll I'll talk about it more at the end. <laughs> You're telegraphing that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's my. Uh, he every time Thiago Alcantara touched the ball, it was like it was watching magic happen. It was it was it, just it was glorious. Everything that he did was like it was like Xavi was playing for 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 Liverpool. Um it was it was like he is the classiest midfielder that we've had in quite some time. And Richarlison goes and ba- wheelbarrows uh you know Thiago's legs out from underneath him. And he, it, as Thiago's walking off the field, he's telling Klopp that he's probably injured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's going for a scan, or he went for a scan yesterday. Uh, there's been no uh, official report up to press of whether he's going, how long he's going to be out. Hopefully, not long, because that would be such a blow to, to Liverpool to lose Van Dijk, Allison, and Thiago uh, for for a long period. Yeah, that. That's that's the the kind of losses that could break a season. Yeah, yeah, and 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 obviously with this occasion here, because VAR was not involved, they were, the referee team was able to successfully red card Richarlison out of the game, rightfully so. Um, but still, um, that that is that is a major blow uh, if Thiago is also gone for a prolonged period of time, um, mm-hmm. and then soon after that. It looked like Liverpool had this thing won, Mags. Yeah, this this is another, like I said, it's another black half of VAR. Um, before the VAR came into effect, they were, the the rule was always uh, level is equal to being onside. To yeah. to give the it's it's always the kind of like you give the striker the 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 benefit of the doubt, even looking at VAR uh, as close as they possibly could. It, it, there was no offside. There was absolutely no. no offside. It's it's a scandalous decision. Uh, Henderson's goal should stand. Um, I don't get what. I mean, a layman like me could see that he was onside. How yeah. did uh, someone whose job it is to make sure these decisions are, are done right, it goes to goes to a referee who gets to watch it up close and in slow motion, how did they get this decision wrong? It's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the argument that I kept hearing over commentary was is that I believe it was Mane's arm who that was slightly extended at the time of the release of the pass, which is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Aren't we it, focusing on the feet? Is that it, not it, what we're doing? Meant, yeah, the the offside rule is is the, the part of the body that you can score a goal with. So that's like head, chest, and, and, and legs. Yeah. His arm shouldn't even have been a factor. Yeah. Uh, and now taking that arm out of the factor, he was... Uh, he was uh, onside because somebody's foot was was way over the the the, the onside line. So yeah, it's a ridiculous decision, uh, and I can understand Klopp's uh, frustration. I can understand Liverpool's frustration. I can understand the fans' frustration. Well, and Liverpool again are going to be reaching out to the league uh, to get um, uh, more information on what exactly what what is the freeze frame that they were looking at. Uh, to even make that determination, uh, and they'll probably actually ask to provide additional evidence of this being an offsides. Um, Mags, with this being such a controversial game on so many levels, I think we're looking at retrospective bans for Pickford, a possibly a, a larger ban for Richarlison, and then, I mean, could a reversal of um, 
could could, could, a, could a reversal of decision even be possible here if if you're a Liverpool uh, uh, supporter? You're not getting any extra points. There's no way. <laughs> no, it's just yeah, it's know. just it would set a a massive massive precedent, uh, which mm. I don't think that'll happen. There's been there's been many cases where uh, a referee's decision has been uh, has been overturned by the FA, but it will never happen in the terms of of awarding points. Uh, that kind of thing. It, it's usually the the end of the result is is what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, Liverpool can be absolutely fuming with this, and hopefully this this will be the the catalyst we need to to get this VAR issue uh, ironed out. Because like like I've said, it, it's it's brought some real entertainment to the game, but when it has issues like this, it it, it ruins matches, and I I feel that VAR ruined this match. It ruined this match. It's ruining the offsides rule just in general because we have to wait for uh, for VAR uh, for for a lineman to even raise a flag at this point. Uh, I mean, it's 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 completely corrupted the game this season. Um, you know, I, last season uh, I, I think that even with the minimal measures that they implemented, it was it was much more successful in determining a lot of the the issues that needed to be cleared up. And now that it seems as though when trying to fix it even further, they've made it far worse um i I think the easy fix though is is to uh instead of relying on var as the be all end all it's it should be uh as it was meant to be implemented as as a as a benefit for for the referees to to help and make um to make uh much more cogent decisions it it seems that it's taken a lot of the common sense away from from the referees the referees are not uh, not allowed to to act on on their own um their own knowledge of the game and they have to um refer to VAR over everything. I don't think mm. that's how it should be. I think it should be uh, the the referee only uses it in in the kind of dire end of need almost. Let's uh let's take a look at the stats line here real quick because um <laughs> Uh, 11 shots on target for Everton, 22 shots, uh, uh, tw- 11 shots in total for Everton, 22 shots for Liverpool, only five of which actually made it on target for Everton, eight of which were on target for Liverpool. Liverpool, 59% possession to Everton's 41, almost double the amount of passes, far, uh, far more uh, accurate as far as the passing goes. Everton, 15 fouls uh, uh, compared to nine fouls from uh, Liverpool, uh, three yellow cards for Everton, one red card, and um, uh, only two yellow cards for uh, Liverpool. Um, What this tells me, and um, I've sung, you know it and I know it, I've sung Everton's praises since the beginning of the season. You have as well. Um, What this tells me is that when confronted with an actual title contending team a, a team with some pedigree everton did not everyone everton looked like a shadow of what they had been pre in previous weeks and maybe that's harsh i don't know but they got outplayed for me yeah uh, that that is a fair assessment um i also think it, it's as for how bad uh, the match went for Liverpool coming away from uh, the the league leaders who have been absolutely decimating teams right, left and centre with a point is is a better result than 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 maybe you could have you could have been looking at with uh, with the the inform Everton that we that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there are kind of a few little bright spots of, of rays of sunshine popping through those dark, dark clouds of, of Liverpool's defence. <laughs> indeed. Uh, one of the big bright spots, again, was Thiago Alcantara, who was just masterful um, in in the middle of the park. I, I mean, everything that he did looked just beautiful. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you brought up the dark, dark clouds of Liverpool's defence, and that's what I want to ask of you, Mags, here. What does Jurgen Klopp do now? I think he tries to uh, to get hold of Doc Brown, uh, get into the DeLorean, fly <laughs> back a couple of weeks, and put all your money on bringing Ben White in because yeah. uh, if your defensive lineup is 
uh, Gomez and Matip for the next few weeks. Oof. Yeah, that's a worry. I mean, I know you've you've got Fabinho who can fit in that role, so it's not exactly uh, panic stations, but you would certainly be looking at, at bringing in uh, a big-name centre-back in, in, in January. Absolutely, you should. Yes, you know, you, you absolutely that's, – that's 100% spot on. First off, um, I would not even have Fabinho training with the midfielders anymore. I would have I would have Fabinho working with uh, the, the the defensive coaching, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'd be like, "Look, this is <laughs> you know, remember when we talked about the worst case scenario at the beginning of the season? Well, this is the worst case scenario, right? We yeah. need we need you at center back right now. A center back pairing of Fabinho and Matip is not bad. That's actually a pretty formidable lineup considering that Fabinho kept uh, Timo Werner in his pocket." Uh, during the Chelsea match that Liverpool had. Um, so, yeah, I, I would full-on make Fabinho a center back going forward at least through January um, and, and help shore up that part of the defense. Um, you would keep your fingers crossed that uh, somebody like uh, Henderson can can maybe shield uh, the, the back four. Uh, maybe Marco Gruzic could step in at that, that, that spot there right in front of the, uh, the center backs. And then hope that Tiago Alcantara makes a speedy recovery. I think is 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 the next big thing. Yeah, and also the hope that you don't pick up any more defensive injuries, because <laughs> one one or two more, and yeah, it, it's it's on life support for Liverpool's defense. Then, yeah, well, and 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 Billy Kumateo is a very very good young prospect. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of him uh, involved as well but uh now is not the time to play teenagers now is the time to try and get uh get things as stable as humanly possible um uh mags i think you tipped your hat a little bit here but uh let's talk about it um if you are liverpool and you do have to dip into the transfer market in the winter time who do you go after ben white ben white i'm surprised they didn't go after him in the first place, because it's not like they, they, this, this could have happened. And it's only took uh, an injury to one big player. And all of a sudden you're, you're on the ropes defensively. I think Liverpool did need to bring a center back in. Uh, Gomez is, is not the player that, that people was hoping he, he was going to be. Uh, Matip is, is, is very good, but he's, he's also quite injury prone. I would have, I would have, uh, I would have thrown the, I would have thrown all the money in the world at, at, at Benoit. If failing that, um, and I, I hate to say it, I think uh, James Tarkovsky is a, a, a good bet as well. Um Obviously, he he didn't get the the West Ham move he's looking for, uh, but I dare say people will be in for him in the Januarys and Liverpool now struggling for for defence. I I wouldn't be surprised if I if they didn't sneak a little bit in. Well, uh, I I could see Ben White happening. Um, the, the thing that I'd be a little bit worried about is uh, with with is is a the cost. Brighton's going to ask for the moon uh, mm-hmm. to, to now price off. Absolutely, yeah. now they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, if 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 I was Liverpool, um, there was actually reports on deadline day that they may have been sniffing around uh, RB Leipzig um, and maybe taking a, up um, a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Upamecano. Upamecano. Uh, he was linked with Man United for such a long time as well. Mm. He was, and I've seen footage of him. He's very, very good. He's slightly taller than Ben White, and I would say certainly much stronger um, uh, in in terms of uh, just overall strength. It seems. Um, I mean, you've 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 got a lot of good center back prospects that you could pick up from the Bundesliga as well. I mean, there's even the temptation to look at someone like uh, Koulibaly from uh, Napoli. Yeah, if if if. <laughs> Can you imagine if if Liverpool went and splashed the cash on Koulibaly from Napoli and and had him in the middle of the park with Van Dyke? That would be 
utterly ridiculous. <laughs> I think I think the the issue uh, in going for someone like Kulabali though would be he'd, he'd probably get cupped hard for European games because he's very likely to play for Napoli in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would agree though. I think that Liverpool are far more worried about the Premier League than they are about Europe at the moment. I think that I think that the goal seems very clear to, I guess, retain the title. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, Mags, um, I, I, I think that I've tried to get as much off of my chest as possible. <laughs> um, that, that rant was a damp squib. It well, how I, I was hoping to to see you smash your setup up and just to have that you know your webcam on the floor looking well, up at you and you <laughs> screaming this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> well, we 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 couldn't do that otherwise we couldn't have another show on Wednesday. Believe me, I would like to have done so, but you got to be reasonable here on somewhat reasonable here on Radio Techers. Again, I feel personally that what Pickford did is criminal and that he should be in jail uh, and that he should at least be facing a five to 10 match ban. I think that's only fair. Um, I think, uh, I think Richarlson is not even in the same, if we're talking about class, Richarlson taking out Alcantara is like, I don't know, a, a beamer taking out a, a, a like a Ford Shelby Cobra. It is it is it is the 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 most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen uh, in in my life. It's 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 wrong. It, the, this whole game was wrong. The final scoreline: Liverpool two, Everton, the referee team, and VAR also two. <laughs> but at least you're still in touching distance of of. Uh, Everton, and like I said, you were the first team to take points off, off, off Everton, and so yeah. you, it, it, there is something there to to be kind of um, pleased about, I suppose. Yeah. Everton proved to me that they're not nearly as good as what everybody thinks they are. Um, I would say with that, we're looking at. Uh, uh, I mean. Tottenham looked really good for me today, um, but uh, but they they did not uh, they did not come away with the three points at West Ham. Um, you you got to wonder who is going to be the next to step up in line uh, with everything going on in the league right now. Uh, we shall see what happens. Uh, but Mags, um, I, th- I think that's enough for Tackers today. <laughs> Tano is going to hang himself. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna send my New Japan report to Steven real quick, and then I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> just end it all right here in the in in my office. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mags, uh, where can the people find you uh, for more whoa, whoa, your content? Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, oh, oh! I'm so sorry. We still have the the, the closing segments. My my we do. My apologies. My apologies. You're that disappointed in in the game that you just want to wrap up and that's yeah. I just want to get the hell out of here, man. Yeah, I want to get the hell out of here. So let's. I wanted to. I wanted to give. uh, I wanted to give Richarlison uh, Player of the Week. (laughs) The the absolute state of that pick. Is um, it's, a, it's, a, it's 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 Rich disappointing. Definitely not my it's, player it's, of the it's, week. It's disappointing. It's upsetting. <laughs> it's um, you should be banned with him. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> five match back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Mags. Uh, who will be your player of the week as well as your top bins? These are these are the best goals of the week. Okay, so best goal. Best the player. goal. Um. Um, the goal I'm going to give to Salah, I think, uh, whilst it was not the the best work team goal, I think uh, City's goal was a, a really well worked goal. I think uh, Fernandez's goal for Man United was well played. Uh, it's just the 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 no thought kind of like reactionary shot of a striker in form. Uh, I think it was his hundredth goal for the for the club as well. So yep. it's a, a landmark goal for him, uh, and it was just an absolutely beautifully placed finish. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give my uh, top bins to uh, to Mohamed Salah. I think that's that's brilliant, 
and and I'm glad that you did it because I would not feel uh, completely right in, in in giving it to him. Uh, trying to stay a little bit unbiased after me being extremely biased. Um, I, I will. I, I'm actually going to go with top bins. I will go with Raheem Sterling's goal against Arsenal. I thought that uh, that was totally an Arsenal goal that Manchester City played back at Arsenal. Uh, yeah. Very well worked. The passing, the execution was brilliant, and the finish by Sterling was just phenomenal. Uh, so, uh, so if I can't give it to an actual Liverpudlian, uh, I'll give it to a former Liverpudlian instead. Very magnanimous of you. Um, so for my player of the of the show, uh, now this sounds weird, but I'm actually tempted to give it to a, a player who let four goals in uh, in Carl Darlow. I thought he had an outstanding game, and uh, the scoreline just does not uh, flatter him whatsoever. But I don't think I cannot give it to to Timo Werner. Two goals, uh, one assist. Potentially could have had a hat trick. He looked the player that that Chelsea signed, the player that Liverpool should have signed. He absolutely looked phenomenal, and I think this is going to be the the start of him absolutely destroying teams for for Chelsea. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Timo Werner. That's that's a that's a pretty that's a prettiest uh, like just great pick i i really do like that pick as much as he is a flat track bully i i <laughs> i i do appreciate that pick uh because i mean it shows that he's actually starting to be productive right um he's he's he's, he's being uh he, he's doing what chelsea paid all that money to bring him in to do right that's that's really what it's all about um my my player of the week is is tiago alcantara um he play, started his first full match Everything that he did was, and I've, this is the third time I've said it, but seriously, if you go back, watch his, watch isolated clips of his match highlights. It is like, b- b- before Richarlson came in, like, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what Richarlson's even thinking, right? But before Richarlson completely ruined the game uh, in ways that Pickford somehow didn't, um, Thiago was spraying passes. He was seeing things that nobody else could see on the on the field. Everything that he did was just a, a work of art, really. Um, yeah, he and, and considering that he was actually playing in a more advanced role than what we had seen him play previously, it was actually really, really impressive. And uh, uh, I'll actually back something that you had said, Mags. Him playing in that more advanced role is something that I would love to see more. Mm-hmm. It's a great pick. He had a, he had an outstanding game, and uh, fingers crossed that uh, the the injury is not severe and, he, and he's back really really quickly because he brightens up the Premier League not just Liverpool but the whole mm-hmm. of the league exactly exactly uh, well uh, let us know what your uh, top bins and player of the week is uh, write us to write to us in the comments below here if you are watching us on YouTube make sure to subscribe to shooting the sports ish just go ahead and click that subscribe button hit the bell for notifications and uh, as Mags always does. Give us the thumbs up here. Make sure to like that video. Do do that thing, right? Um, if you're an Everton fan, um, you know uh, you'll probably Go hit the dislike. Yeah, <laughs> you'll probably hit the dislike button. Uh, but but you know maybe maybe if you have videos, I dislike yours too. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, Mags, where can people find more of your content? That's not Radio Techers. Okay, so I have too much content for one man. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DJKB. I've literally just updated my uh, profile because I got pulled on, on it from uh, one of our uh, Visionaries Global Media stablemates, uh, MGB Graham, for not having techers in the, in the bio, so that's been changed. But I do... Um, Five Rounds, which is about UFC. I do Why We Watch and Badlands, which is about uh, wrestling. I do uh, a show called Talk at the Table, which is uh, just a, a, a fortnightly grumble about things that's happening in wrestling and in the world in general. And then, obviously, I'm uh, 
I'm part of this amazing team here at Radio Techers. So, yeah, come and get involved. This is your show just as much as it is ours. Uh, we thrive off your comments and your feedback. Uh, so, yeah, come and give us a, a comment, a follow, a chat, anything. We're, just, we're happy for everyone to get involved. Indeed. Indeed. You produce great content, Mags. You are indeed the hardest working man in all of podcasting. And, uh, you know, you're, I appreciate you're, that. You're, you're a joy to listen to uh, when it comes to any subject. Uh, so, um, as far as I'm concerned, you can obviously, again, uh, subscribe to us here on um, uh, on YouTube for sh- at Shooting the Sports Ish. Uh, so, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we told you to do already. I mean, just like do it. Just We're do just it. What, keep what are you telling you? So yeah, you might as well. What are you waiting for? Right. So hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell for all notifications, so that way you know exactly when the new episodes of Radio Techers uh, are are being dropped. We've got a great sports network here with a lot of great shows. Uh, Quick slants with Tony has been great. Sports Market with Cam has been great. Takes on Stakes is awesome. There's so many great shows, and then and then of course Raw Views um, with Stephen. And we've also now got a website shooting this position. We're in the process of uh, of hiring some uh, very very talented writers mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and bloggers, opinion piece uh, uh, creators, stuff like that. So yeah, if you if you want to get involved, go and uh, go and shoot our our boss uh, at Tony on Sports a DM. Exactly. Uh, if you're listening to us on podcast form, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, or anywhere else for that matter, uh, please also hit subscribe. We would surely appreciate that. And leave us a five-star rating or review because uh, we want to be the number one uh, uh, football podcast out there ever. I think ever yeah. ever works, right, Mags? We want to be the best ever. Yes, we do. We yeah. are already the best. It's just <laughs> we, people don't know about us yet. Exactly. But we'll get there. We we'll will get, get there. there. We've got excellent chemistry here, you and I, Megs. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. You can see that title spelled up for you up top here. Uh, but then also you can follow Mags and I individually using the uh, the Twitter handles that you see right below us. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and do that thing. Um, I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt. Mags, as always, it's been a pleasure to be in your presence. Uh, I, I, uh, I thank you again for, for joining us here, uh, dear listener, and uh, you have yourselves a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.